Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Orange Zone, sponsored by Billy Whitaker Cars and Trucks. All right, you heard the new sponsor. Welcome hey, into the yo. Orange Zone Podcast, brought to you by Billy Whitaker Cars and Trucks. Shout out Billy. Happy to have him on here. Actually, had a chance to golf with him. Back in the fall, dude's got a sweet, got a sweet, uh, sweet swing. Yeah, yeah. Bomb a drive, huh. bomb a drive. He helped our scramble team. I was just there <laughs> for morale. Well, I'm happy to have him. Yeah, same Appreciate here. Appreciate the new sponsor. All things Orange Zone. All things Syracuse Sports. We're your spot podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, hello. If you're listening at Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime. Wherever you get your podcasts, where you're placed, new episodes are released every week. And right now, we are locked in. It's basketball fever through mm-hmm. and through. I'm Tommy Sladek. We have Samantha Cross in here in the studio. We have Brendan Hodges on the producer, Mike. So a lot to get to, but guys, open it up to you. How you feeling? What's the vibe in the, in the sports world for you? You know what? I'm excited. I feel like... You know, we kind of got into immerse ourselves into the basketball world, but there was some football crossover. I'm excited now to really lock in on SU men's and women's basketball and have that be my complete focus until lacrosse starts. Then there's some lacrosse, too. Until lacrosse, which I know you're already paying attention to. (laughs) Hodges, how about you, man? Is anybody else finding it really hard to, like, fully lock in, though, with the NFL playoffs going on? Like, yeah. That's fair. I I do think that's fair. Especially with the Bills. Like... They play, I think, on uh, CBS 5 this weekend, uh, if y'all watch our television stuff. Uh, it, it's at 3, so Sunday's going to be wild. Sam's always here on Sundays, so uh, she was wearing the Josh Allen jersey last weekend and uh, thinks it's a good luck charm. I will be wearing it again this Sunday. I like it. Get ready for it. But we also have some big hoops going on. The Syracuse men, we're recording this on Wednesday, so they'll be taking on Georgia Tech on Saturday. The SU women have Georgia Tech Thursday night. So big weekend, or big week, I should say, for the Orange versus the Yellow Jackets. Now let's start with the SU men because this Miami game has been uh, just the talk of the town just because of really a multitude of things. And it starts with what would have been a quad one win. What would have been that high-quality win Syracuse has lacked? They would have gotten it with a road win at ranked Miami. Instead, it slips through the fingers, losing 82-78. to Sam, your initial thoughts, and I know it starts with uh, freshman Judah Mintz having a, a freshman moment for sure. It sure does. It sure does. I mean, I think I think I felt like the way a lot of Syracuse fans felt, which was, disappointed and and definitely a little frustrated Mm. you know let's talk about men's for a second he went one for seven oh for one from three he had three points and five turnovers and those turnovers came at really very inopportune times now listen at the end of the day I know he's a freshman and I know that he it's almost like as a freshman you're bound to make some mistakes so I understand that but I will say that I feel like 
it really showed some of the inexperience that there is on the team because, you know, after after one of those mistakes that he, there was sort of like a, a strand, I would say, of maybe four or five mistakes in a row. I feel like when you're a junior or a senior, if you make one mistake, it's a bad mistake. You have a short memory. You move on from it. The difference with a freshman is that bad can sometimes go to worse. And that's kind of what we saw with with Mintz, I thought. Yeah. And Jim Beheim did say afterwards, he, he kept it short and sweet. He said they were looking for Joe on that play. Now to just break it down, it was a two point game at the time. 13 seconds left. Absolutely an opportunity for SU to, to tie it or take the lead. They were setting a double screen for Joe and just couldn't give him the ball. Miami knew exactly what was happening. And it was that quick improvisation that Mintz just said, I'm going to take it myself. And there are so many times this season where he has done that play. And I think he drives to the lane better than any freshman I've seen in recent memory. However, in that situation, it just wasn't the right decision. Just with how low, how, how compact the paint already was, the way the defense was set up, it just, it, it, they took advantage and they shut him down. And it was and, and it hurt, especially for, a game where largely Syracuse played so well. Now, they were up 38-34 at halftime, and this is my fun fact of the week. New segment happening. We're all bringing our favorite favorite stat. doesn't even have to be fun. This one really isn't that fun if you're a Syracuse fan, but I'll bring it to you. They were up 38-34 at halftime, ended up losing this one 82-78. Now, this is far from the first time it's happened. In fact, twice last year when Syracuse played Miami, they were up at halftime. On January 5th, 2022, Syracuse leading 44 to 30. They ended up getting outscored by 15 in the second half, falling 88 to 88 to 87. Mm. The other one might have stung even more because this was right towards the end of the season. Syracuse up 37-26. Outscored 14. They were up. 10 with two minutes to play, lost it 75 to 72. So maybe a little bit's going to Jim Laranega, getting it done. But end of the day, that, that that's that's frustrating if you're an SU fan to see these leads slip away three times to good Miami teams. And especially, you know, in this most recent one, at the very least, I really do feel like a lot of people felt like it was Syracuse sort of beating themselves at the end. And mm. the hard part is those high-pressure situations where you don't have a lot of time to make a decision – it's hard to practice that. I mean, you can to a certain extent, but you're not going to feel that same level of pressure until you really are in that situation. So I, I like the fact that at the end of the day, hey, it's another opportunity for them to kind of see, okay, what do we need to work on here? But the bottom line is it was a decision-making issue. And, you know, you mentioned that play where Judah Mintz, the one right at the end, he drove into two defenders. That was after there was already a turnover. He mm. had already thrown the ball away. Yeah. So that's what I mean from bad to worse. I think as a player that's matured and developed, you realize having that opportunity back, that last play, okay, we have an opportunity. Now is the time for me to pass this ball away and let's wrap this up. So that's what I would like to see from, from them in the future. And not to mention, if you want to find some similarities it does feel like Miami in these situations has just gotten hot, right? They've gotten hot from three. They're normally not a big three-point shooting team. But that is also the trend that you see with the way teams are attacking this this SU team and, and largely an SU zone is they're shooting it from the perimeter more than they have in any other game in the season most of the time. So it is interesting that that keeps coming into play again and again, especially when you're talking about a team you're facing twice in the regular season. So 
Brendan, I know in talking about the, the positives here, you guys both have something on this. But again, we do need to talk about this is a very good Miami team. Mm. This is a team that went very far in the tournament last year. This is a team that's ranked 17th in the country for a reason. And again, Syracuse had a really good run there. And there were a lot of positives, two of them being really the, the, the veteran leadership in Jesse Edwards and Joe Girard, Brendan. No, yeah, and um, what you guys are saying about Judah making mistakes, it, it is a freshman thing, and you want your your senior, and by senior I mean just like experienced players, to say, hey, Joe Girard goes over to Judah, I'm taking the ball up, settle down, and uh, let's just get into this play naturally, right? Yeah. In that moment, you can't really do that because it is so late in the game and you're trying to get Joe the ball. Um, with, with Joe and Jesse, though, they are a steadying presence, but it, as – when they aren't steady, this team kind of goes down with them, if you want to say that. Like, it, Every time that Joe and Jesse both score over 10 points, they will most likely win. They're 11-2. and two. The two losses coming against Miami and Samantha Croston's Colgate Raiders earlier this season. When only one of them scores 10, or neither of them do, they're 1-5. Hmm. So uh, you're going to see, and I think when we get into North Carolina a little bit later, like they are historically a team with a lot of size that likes to run up and down the floor. They'll not let a team like Syracuse set their defense. You may see a, a Jesse struggle from inside because of that size, and it's one of those things you have to take a look out for. Maybe they have size to bother Joe outside too. You never really know. Yeah. No, definitely. And I mean, going off of Brendan's fun stat of the week, I had written down as one of mine that Jesse Edwards has nine double-doubles on the year. I mean, how great is this guy playing? I just think he's such a force out there. He's calm. He's collected. You talk about that leadership. He seems like he has a great presence in high-pressure situations. Totally a guy that you'd want on the floor. Um, and another thing I think that was unique to point out is that nine players scored in SU's loss against Miami in the first half alone. Magic number nine for you. Magic number facts. nine. It's all about the nines for me. No, but I mean, that's, that, that shows a team offense. You know, like mm -hmm. I think that to me, that's a promising statistic because it shows that everyone who's on the floor is being incorporated. Everyone who's on the floor is being used and is important in some way, shape or form. I think that's important to have. And it shows the difference in personality of this team, right? I mean, mm. you looked at last year and you had Syracuse as one of the you know highest in the country of their starting five getting super minutes you know Cole Swider Buddy Beheim, the Jimmy Beheim, Joe and, and Jesse um, largely were playing 35 minutes 36 minutes a game and so to see him Jim Beheim using his bench it just shows that the DNA is different the personality is different and they're trying to switch it up and there's been new guys that have been making those moves and it makes it difficult for a team to know who's going to get hot because in the two games previous you know we got to give a sh quick shout out to Malik Brown went seven for eight with 15 points off the bench in that Notre Dame win fantastic win if you were at the game people were saying it was the loudest that they've they've heard that place in a while for a basketball game so you know Brown had two very good games in a row against Miami a little bit more quiet but who was quiet in the Notre Dame game and before that Benny Williams Benny all of a sudden is comfortable and shooting like his coaches want him to be shooting so it's it's good to see that but then again you also want that sense of reliability right you want that sense of consistency and if they can get those guys all to be consistent in contributing on a nightly basis then this is a really dangerous team because at the end of the day the team we saw back in November to what we're seeing here in, in mid-January, Sam, it's 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 night and day. I'm not saying they're they're perfect, and they're not. I mean, they just lost. They're 13 and seven, 
but there's there's something that is coming together and to me that was a little bit to be expected with so many freshmen well even when you think about the conversations we were having just a week or two ago I feel like it's a completely different conversation now you right. know there's a lot of positives you can point to and everything you're describing about that ball movement to me it's selflessness and I think that's a cool cool concept to have on a team but yeah the fact that everyone is being used everyone is contributing down the stretch I mean that consistency is great to have yeah wasn't and it a similar like thing with the women's team too you see like some other another play you obviously have Daisha Fair right Diasia Fair, De-Asia. but then yeah, Diasia Fair. Thank you. But then yeah. you have like a Georgia Woolley step up for a couple sure. games, or an Asia Strong step up for a couple games. It's like, it's the sort of parallel universe between the two teams. You know, you have certain people stepping up at one game and then not disappearing, but it's somebody else and then somebody else and then somebody else. But then you have the the primary character in the story, which is a Diasia Fair, which is a Jesse Edwards, which is a Joe Girard for for both teams right but I think fair does serve more of that like it's it's always there you know it's always there game in and game out where we do you know we do talk about Joe or Jesse have had just those nights with fair it just feels like it is a little bit different but before we jump into the women's I do want to make one last mention as as we look ahead here Georgia Tech uh, isn't exactly a hot team right now on on either side men's or women's eight and nine overall one and six on the men's side their one ACC win. Guess who that would? Guess who that is? Who do you guess? Um, I would guess. I'm trying to think of who's bad. I'm there. not Louisville. I'm not cheating. Is it Louisville? It's not Louisville. Notre Dame. It's Miami. I was gonna say that. Unbelievable. So, and that's the beauty of college basketball, right? That's the beauty of college basketball that this is their one win. So, not a game to overlook in the slightest, but one I do think Syracuse is going to win. And that pushes us ahead to next Tuesday. Looking forward to this one. Very excited for UNC coming to town. UNC is is far from the top five team that people were expected coming into the season. Do I still think they can end up being a, a, a serious March team? Yeah. They have so much leadership. This is a team that went to the championship last year, and... I'm excited. People are excited when the Tar Heels are coming to town. Dome's going to be a good time. Looking forward to it. It's going to be rocking. Women's side of things, they also have Georgia Tech. That's going to be on Thursday night. This podcast is coming out on Thursday. So let's just move on and pretend like this game has already happened. Let's look at this more as a whole, right? Let's look at this more as what we've seen to this point. And the biggest takeaway right now, just about 20 games through the regular season, is Felicia Leggett Jack squad is now in bubble talk. Bubble talk. Oh, yeah. And I'm pumped. I'm pumped to see that. ESPN Bracketology has them as next four out. So not first four out, but next four out. It's the, it's the fact that they're in this conversation is very exciting, Sam. But to me, to, to get this type of recognition even after the loss to Notre Dame, I just I, I find that encouraging because it was a loss. Granted, you know, Notre Dame is the seventh ranked team in the country, but Syracuse was giving them a serious scare for three quarters of that. It wasn't until the well, fourth right? quarter that they pulled away. Yeah. And in and they they took NC State down to the wire earlier in the year. The their only other loss is Louisville. All those teams are going to be dancing. I'll I'll just say it right now. Knock on wood for if you're a fan of them, but I, I don't think I'm gonna jinx you. I think they're in there. So it's it's exciting because I think I, I personally, when there's a new coach, I have I have a lot of patience. I give it a full year. 
In this one, it was just like we talked about last week. I'm having deja vu right now. Like, I don't even think I need to have that patience with what we've been seeing so far. No, I definitely don't think you do. And honestly, this last game, this Notre Dame matchup, I have to say this is one of those games where I'm looking at the score and I'm feeling like it's not reflecting what that game actually looked like, yeah, as you said, sure. for the first three quarters. And yeah, they, they let the game run away in the fourth quarter. Okay, but it is to a top 10 ranked opponent. And I think, you know, even even just the support that has been shown, I remember reading that, that is the, that's the highest Sunday crowd that they've gotten all year. Yep. It's everything that Coach Leggett Jack said that she wanted and was manifesting earlier in this season. And it really is all coming true. So I'm amped. I'm totally amped to see them in this conversation, in this bubble talk. And we'll kind of just see what happens as we progress here. But I have a good feeling. Yeah. And one thing that's different that I know it, it, this feels like something that that Hodges would have on his mind is different from Syracuse men who are in need of that big win. They have those bad quote unquote bad losses to go with it that the tournament committee doesn't like with the Syracuse women. They don't have those bad, bad losses necessarily. It's really just, they're still waiting for that win over a top 25 team. Do you, have, do you, do you, do you agree with me there? I, do you think that's why the, the tournament is, is starting to really like them? Yeah, I, I do, because you look at um, who was it they lost to that was a ranked team before. They bounced NC back. State, yeah, I believe. They, and they yeah. bounced back against a team that they should have beaten. They're on this road right now where they're kind of like par for the course. They're losing to teams that are ranked higher than them or mm-hmm. considered better than them, the NC State's. Uh, Louisville on the women's side, I think, was another one. Notre Dame, who is a fantastic team. And then they are bouncing back against lesser opponents, and they're doing it in a big way, where they're putting up 80, 90 points and only giving up, like, 75, maybe even just 70 points. They're winning by a lot in those games. Right. If they keep doing that, they're going to keep moving up. But I do still think that they need one of those ranked wins, and they have a couple of chances coming up. I think they play Duke mm-hmm. soon. Yeah, they're 13, 14 in the country. January 22nd. I want to say Virginia Tech. There are, a couple, there are some really good women's teams in the ACC, too, that are just like – They're such a good conference. They're either getting ranked, they're getting votes to be ranked, or they're already ranked, and they're going to have plenty of chances. And you're going to knock off at least one of them. Mm-hmm. That's how college basketball works. Yeah, it's 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 coming, and it's just it's just a matter of time. Uh, Olivia Miles on Notre Dame, she's awesome. She's so good. She's so good. She was one of those situations where I believe she almost left high school early slash got her degree early. Mm, I would to be playing. <laughs> her freshman year was, I believe, I I need to double fact check this, but I, I'm almost positive I'm right that she was playing in what would have been her senior year of high school. Well, we see that people do that thing. in other sports. Who would you take out of these three? Olivia Miles, Caitlin Clark, Paige Beckers. Wow. That's a great question. Thank Paige you. Beckers is UConn. Well, is she still out, too? Mm, I don't know. I UConn has so many good players, man. What was the third name you gave us? Uh, Beckers was the third. Caitlin Clark, Caitlin Iowa. Caitlin Clark, Iowa. Drops I, like a triple-double yeah, every other night. I, I'd go with Caitlin Clark. I would, too. That's me personally. Oh, by the way, it is a 68-team field for okay, the tournament sweet. as well. So you have those 18, the two 16 matchups, a 12 and an 11, all play in that first four, and then you get the round of 64 after that. guess the hypothetical would also be, am I trying to win a championship this year? Because, yeah. Going with I'm going with the That's with a, the hot hand from I mean, Iowa, but oh, yeah. long term <laughs> Olivia Miles I believe is still just a, a, I think a COVID sophomore. So um, is, that, is that is that a, is that a correct terminology for that at this point? Uh, What'd you say a COVID a, co- a COVID sophomore? 
I feel like that's the. I, it's not a real term, but yeah, I think it's what, it's like what people. Real term. But it's what people have been using. Well, it's like what else is there to say that explains why? Unless they just want to. What go, about what about redshirt? Was Devon well, Cooper it wasn't a redshirt because they were playing? Was Devon Cooper a seventh year COVID senior? That that is correct. Yeah, he would be a red year COVID senior, redshirt COVID, redshirt senior. senior. But think about it, like, is yeah, that is if tough. you if you look at someone's if you look at Olivia Miles, right? She's this is her third year. You go to ESPN or whatever, you see three seasons of statistics, and when the third one is active, she's what a junior. But you go back up, and she's a sophomore. So it's like, what's the dealio here? And that's mm-hmm. where you run into the. And that's Let's where just you run wait until wall. all these people graduate, so we don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah, good point. Hey, that buddy, <laughs> that ain't coming. I feel like we could have three How more many, years of that. Yeah, if really? yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't need Case Keenum's in college basketball. Oh, buddy, I, I keep dropping buddies on you, <laughs> buddy. Do you see Georgia's quarterback? How old that man is? That's Stetson Bennett is twenty-five. <laughs> yeah, he went I to can't ju- even believe he went to that. junior college for a year. I know half of the NFL quarterbacks are older than him. It's in- or younger than him. It's insane. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my! Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Anyway, moving on. It's, 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 it's trivia time. Let's get after it. I'm ready. Are you sure? Sam's been on a heater. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny that Sam mentioned double-doubles today. Um, my trivia question actually focuses on that as well so um jesse edwards of course we all know got his eighth and ninth double doubles this past weekend um in su's two games uh fun fact guys if su played the maximum number of games meaning every acc tournament game they could and every ncaa tournament game they could he could break the single season record for most double doubles who holds that record for single season double doubles in the NCAA? No, it's in Syracuse program oh. history. I made it easy on you guys today. Hmm. And and what is that number? The number is twenty nine. Mellow. Right out with it, Sam. It's not right. <laughs> so they they had twenty nine double doubles. Yes, this is a record actually held by two different people. I was on a heater. I just thought I thought I might give it a go. Every just... question for basketball, I have a feeling you're going to throw out mellow is the first I'm, answer. I'm going to I'm going to throw out mellow when I think mellow could be involved. Mm. I do have a hint for both of these people. Uh, hold on one sec. Okay, I probably should cut that part. I I actually switched between everybody on the cameras there. I think that'd be funny. It's staying. It's staying. Cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it. No, I'm just kidding. Um I have one name. Okay. Hakeem Wark. You are wrong. Oh! All Would right, we'll you, take a hint. Okay. I was actually, and, and I was not cheating there if you saw me on my phone. I, I was we, just, we all I was, saw you on my I phone. I was double checking 
his height because that was that's what I was looking <laughs> for. Like, I, that's I did, simply I, what I was going on. I will of. not lie, I did not look at the height of either of these players. Um, so one of them, I'm just assuming they're forwards. I can tell you uh, was a first overall pick in the NBA draft. I will not okay. tell you which team because I assume that would give it away because they're only Derek s- Coleman. Yes. Um, the other one is a current strength and conditioning coach at USC for men's basketball. That's that does nothing for me. Yeah, that beats me. Uh, <laughs> one Rudy Hackett. I don't know if you know who that is. No. Okay. Well, you think he played in the seventies? I want to okay. say. Okay. But yeah, Derek Coleman is uh, was one of those answers. Rudy Hackett. All right. Good wow. stuff. What are you looking up on your phone now? I'm looking at I'm looking at Rudy Hackett. <laughs> six nine power forward. I'm telling you, six nine is the ticket for double double sitting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, went to Not- Mount Vernon. Nineteen seventy four. Oh wow. He wasn't even that's interesting. He was not even a part of the Bayheim era. No. He was there mm. right beforehand. Interesting. Is it wild that the seventies is before the Bayheim era to you guys? Uh or like that, the man's or, been coaching I mean, almost fifty years and we're like these players that were t- it's twenty twenty. I mean, this was literally right so he's he was seventy six, I believe. Nineteen seventy six. Yeah. I mean it's just it's it is How both, is that even possible? It is both wild that fifty years ago puts us in the late seventies because it feels like it should be longer yep. than that. But also we're old, I man. mean it's it's right there on the poster board right behind you. Wanna wanna grab that for us, Sam? That's something we're trying to get up on the wall here. We, but we have tape. Just to we show people. To. But no, you're, that's, ho- that's you're hooked up. Sure. It's like we were all born prior to the 2000s, right? I would, I would assume so. Yeah, yeah. Tommy carries himself like a uh, millennial. And Z- what Sam, are you, Gen Z? Uh, Sam, we're only seeing Jim's tie right now. You need to like bring the head down a little bit. <laughs> there he is. There he is. Oh, remember when those were on cupcakes for the Sweet 16? <laughs> Shout out Glazy Confused. That was great. Um. I carry myself like a millennial. I don't know if I'm supposed to. I be didn't say by you that carry yourself like a millennial. Did I? I think that was quote unquote. I think that was. I don't think that verbatim? was verbatim what you said. I don't. I didn't say carry. Did I'll I? take that as a compliment. I think Brendan's an old soul. What I, do you I, carry yourself I, as? I, I am an old. soul. Are you soul. a Gen Zer? Technically. Wow. The way you said that. <laughs> the way you that said that. That was a very Gen Z way of saying that. I hope. I hope I don't come across as a Gen Z. No oh. offense to Gen Zs, but <laughs> no we had, I don't really want to be associated with all of that. Just, Interesting. I know that millennials is like going the turn of the millennia, right? So like people like my brother born in 2000 is technically like an actual millennial. No, no. I think 2000 right? is Gen Z because I'm 98. That is a little bit. I I do believe it's ninety six is the is yeah. is yes where it switch, yes Brendan where it switches we're both technically Gen Z. Gen Z that doesn't make sense it's to a, me I, I I'm with Brendan on that like if you were born in the year two thousand you are the millennial kid I and yeah. and it's it's a little bit of highway well, robbery that's why I think I, yeah. I think I think us as a society just jumped the gun and we're like oh we're twenty years away from a new uh, a new century or a new you know uh you know a new millennial uh millennia millennia yeah millennia. <laughs> <laughs> Something's wrong with the way I'm saying this right now. New millennia. I think, you, it's, I think it's millennia. No, see, this happens sometimes. No, I guarantee you, if you feel like it's wrong, it probably is. This happened to me the other mm. day, anchoring. I said Arizona, like a pinata. I mean, were you actually like 
like just for no reason i meant to say arizona but you okay see like that's like to me i was trying to fish for it like i hope your brain wasn't fishing for arizona (laughs) arizona arizona it wasn't it's weird i hope you weren't fishing for it though it's like did i get that wrong tommy hey man look guys just just look at the big picture you can't see the forest you can't see the whole forest just from one tree you know you just can't i don't think someone smart one said that (laughs) anyway anyway that's it for the oz podcast Thanks for tuning in. That was a fun show. Uh, shout out again to Billy Whitaker Cars and Trucks. New sponsor on the Orange Zone. We are your spot. Make sure you're liking and subscribing to the CMY Central page. We're your place. We're out here. Any last messages? Arizona. I'm back in on Chex Mix, by we'll the way. We'll see you around. Go Peace. Juice.